This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk at new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. Going to be gathering in person next Sunday, June 28th, and uh, I'm excited about that. So come on through, and it's going to be an awesome time for us to worship together uh, once again. And so we are going to jump right into this, what really matters. And if you want to turn in your Bibles to Numbers chapter 21, we're going to hang out in there and just share a couple stories in the Word about uh, what really matters. And uh, I'm just going to open this up in prayer, and we will do this. So Father, we just thank you, uh, Lord, uh, for your Word today. I pray in the name of Jesus, uh, Lord, that you speak to us, transform us, uh, make us more like Jesus. Holy Spirit, you're invited into this environment. You are invited, Holy Spirit, into our study of the word. Lord, we don't want to read this without your presence. We don't want to study this without the leading and the revelation that your spirit brings. And so we submit not only to your written word, but we submit to the authority of your spirit as we read and, and study the word of God today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. So let's jump right into this. What really matters? Numbers chapter 21, and we're going to start in verse 1. And it says, the king of Arad, the Canaanite, who, uh, who dwelt in the south, heard that Israel was coming on the road to Athurim. Then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners or captive. So Israel uh, made a vow to the Lord and said, if you will indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. Um, verse three, and the Lord listened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites. Um, they prayed and, and, and they utterly destroyed them and their cities. So the name of that place was called Hormah, okay? And um, when, when we come to God and we see what's going on around us, it, God has designed um, such greatness in you, okay? And I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, that the eternal spirit of God inside of you, that chaos does not destroy him. Um, social unrest does not thwart him. Um, it actually stirs him up. If you even look at the early church when they were persecuted, they leaned in more. They preached more. Actually, uh, persecution actually grows his body uh, because um, that is just, when you're dealing with God and you're dealing with creation shaking, Oh, the one person that's not shaking right now is God. And I'm here to talk to you about the, the God inside of you, the Holy Spirit, the word of God inside of you is being stirred right now. Um, I have friends that haven't really been walking with God so much. Um, but right now, literally today, have a friend of mine that's been saying, I haven't been stirred in my spirit this long. I'm like, I, and I literally text him back and said, man, keep running with that keep running with what God is doing inside of you. That somebody that may not, I mean, it's been a while. He texted me, it's been a while. 
And, and it's what, and what the spirit of God inside of him is being stirred even more right now. And that's what happened to the, the people of God here is that something, a vow came out of them. Commitment came out of them. Follow through came out of them. And so here we go, character matters. Commitment matters. Following through matters. Finishing matters. Being a person of your word matters right now. And God will empower you to, to be a person of your word in this season like never before. Allow his grace and his spirit to be stirred in you. Psalm 15, verse 4. In whose eyes a vile person is a spies, but he honors those who fear the Lord. How do we fear the Lord? He, Psalm 15, verse 4. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. We, we, need, we need people of God. We need Christ's followers to be people that commit to what God has called them to do, even when it doesn't feel good. It says, he who swears to his own hurt and does not change. Meaning sometimes commitment hurts. Sometimes uh, following through isn't easy or everybody be doing it. Them giving a vow to God was words. But them destroying the, the enemy was the action. They were people of their word. And there were people captive and it took God's people to follow through with their prayers, follow through with their promise that delivered those that were captive by the enemy. And that's gonna be the same thing for us in our generation church. We gotta be people that follow through. We gotta be, we gotta be in Christ, the, the committed ones, the, the stable ones in Christ, the ones that are committed to love people even in the midst of the mess that I can, I can be moved with compassion in the midst of the mess. That I'm not gonna hang my hat on a religious ideology. I'm gonna be Christ to people. I'm, because character matters. Uh, once again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say these again. Character matters, commitment matters, following through. Following through matters. Finishing, they finished. They, uttered, they, they said, if God, if you give, deliver them to us, we'll destroy it. And they did it. They did what they said. Being a person of your word matters. Being a person of your word matters. Parents, fathers, mothers, teachers, those in our community that you have influence, people are looking at you. Being a person of your word matters. Being a person of character matters. What does that mean, character? Being honest about where you are in yourself, being willing to apologize when you mess up, following through, um, not gossiping and, 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 and backbiting. The, 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 those, those things will, will kill us in this hour. We need to be people of character. We need to be people of character. We need to, we need to uh, be uh, people that, that say one thing and live what we say in this generation. We need to be people that read about love in the word and talk about love to, to people uh, in church. But we, gotta, we have to be that out there. Um, if, you, if you think of what is character, I'll tell you what character is. If you, uh, character is like an iceberg. If you look at an iceberg, it's like you only see the tip above the surface. But there's a whole glacier, if that's the right word, I don't know. But there's a whole iceberg underneath the surface you don't see. That is 
who we were, the character. We want to be that. People might only see us for one thing, but when they get to know us, there's more to us than they see. It's character. It's what's under the surface that matters. It's our follow-through that matters. Amen? Here, let's go to verse 4. So they had a victory. They had a, they had a victory. They got a breakthrough because they followed through. Here it is, verse 4. Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. Here it is. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. I'm going to read that again, that last part of that verse. The soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. Um, they just had a victory. They just, they, 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 they took some ground. They followed through. And this isn't just one person. Um, they, the people, became very discouraged. Um, anybody out there been discouraged maybe for a moment or two lately? Maybe you're feeling overwhelmingly discouraged, discouraged right now uh, because of what is going on. And this was something that was in their soul. This was something going on in the inside of them. They were discouraged. They were, they were distraught. They, the word discouraged in the Hebrew means that they were worn out. Worn out, annoyed, vexed, grieved. They were in mourning. They were troubled. All right. It, it also comes from a word that means to cut short. Um, it's interesting how in one moment they were doing so great, and in the next moment they were discouraged. They couldn't see. They, 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 they felt their future was cut off overnight in a moment. It doesn't even say exactly why. It doesn't say what, but they were discouraged. There was something deep in their soul even after a great victory. There's been times in my life where I get a great victory, and in a moment, if I'm personally not careful with where my mind will take me, when I feel I'm uh, uh, discouraged, and it doesn't even need to be situational. Many times it's very much a spiritual attack of discouragement. I feel like the courage inside of me just gets yanked out of me. And, 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 and those are moments that are very important for us to identify. Okay, this, what's going on here? You know, um, there are times that if I don't watch it, I can end up in this state, in this state of just worn out, feeling just in a moment, discouragement can come. It's not God. It's not of God. Discouragement is not of God, okay? Courage is of God. Discouragement is not. And, and we are innately designed in Christ to be people of courage. God told Joshua, be strong and of good courage multiple times, right? So on the journey, on your journey with God, it is normal to have feelings of discouragement because it doesn't say they were disobedient. It doesn't say they got involved in something just yet. It doesn't say they were doing anything wrong. It says they were on the way. Very interesting in here. Way in here is capital W. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. They were on their journey with God. But in this moment, their soul was very discouraged. So they were very discouraged. 
And we are going to end the sermon right there, guys. Uh, I'm just kidding. We're not going to end it there. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep moving because your momentary um, light affliction, the Bible says, is but for a moment. I'm just here to say it's normal to feel discouraged. It's normal. It's part of the human experience. But thank God we have a supernatural God. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We have God in the midst of our human experience. But it is normal to feel uh, worn out at times. It is normal to, to have feelings of vexation, grief, mourning, trouble, and even annoyed. All right? And, um, but this is the thing. You gotta, we got to deal with that thing right there. We got to deal with it right there. Don't, you don't have to go down the, the slippery slope of discouragement because it's not going to take you down a good place. Um, and I know we need to empathize and love people while they're discouraged, but the results of discouragement are devastating. I'm here to tell you right now, discouragement, the result, if it not dealt with, it will produce sin and death in our lives. Okay? Now, um, nobody's, it's not a sin um, to feel discouragement. Okay? And this is the point here. Here's the point. Soul health matters. And part of the, the, the heart behind the, this series was that we were really talking, my wife and I, and praying with some of our other leaders, like what really matters? And really, health really matters. Um, through all of this, um, yes, physical health, but I, right now, in this moment, I'm talking about soul health. I'm talking about emotional health and mental health matter. They matter. It's 3 John uh, verse 2, because there's only one chapter in 3 John. Okay, you can call it 3 John 1, 2 if you want. Beloved, look at the person next to you and say, that is me. Okay, I am his beloved. It says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. We need to pray that for people. That needs to be our prayer for people, for ourselves. That be, and be in health, just as your soul prospers. Soul health matters so much. It matters. It matters. It matters more um, than outward success. It matters more than financial success. Hear me out. I'm not against any of those things. It matters more than perceived success. It matters more than business success. It matters more than ministry success because all those things are far removed from me as a person. Those successes are great, but I'm gonna tell you right now that soul health will produce those things. It starts here. It starts with my heart. It starts with my mind. It starts with me and, and me being healthy. My relationship with Crystal Gale, my wife, will be healthy. And if my wife and I are healthy, our relationship with our children will be healthy. And if my relationship with my children are healthy and my family, my home, not perfect, but healthy. It is possible to be healthy and not perfect. Why? Because it's impossible to be perfect. But it is possible to be healthy. And, 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 and as we walk through healthy, um, open, uh, transparent, you know, it is possible to be healthy. I've seen so many people, look, I've been in the church for a minute now. I've seen so many ministers that were successful in ministry, but their soul wasn't healthy and it caught up with them and their ministries were destroyed and it all will tie back to their soul health, to their soul health, to their soul health. And these people were greatly discouraged on their path with God. I want to just take the, 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 the 
maybe the, um, the lie that, oh, if you're walking with God, you're not going to feel discouraged. That's a lie. Um, if you're walking with God, it's always just going to be, it's, everything's just going to work out just right all the time. It's all going to just feel, no, feel good. No, that's not true because they were on the way and they were discouraged. In this world, you will have persecution, a trouble, but be of good, good courage. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Um, and I, I just want to throw that out, but I'm here to tell you right now that though we have feelings of discouragement or moments of discouragement, if we deal with it, we will be healthy people before, during, and after those feelings. So here we go. Numbers chapter 21, verse 5. And the people spoke against God. Uh-oh. They did not deal with it. They did not deal with it. And the pe- verse 5, they were greatly discouraged. And then they start running their mouth. Uh-oh. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. Well, I didn't deal with what was going on in me, and it came out of my mouth. Oops, hold on somebody. Someone needs to cover your mouth and say, Lord, forgive me, right? That's what I said, and the people spoke. Uh, they messed up right there. That's when it started to go downhill. And, they, and the people that were discouraged spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. Uh-oh, uh-oh, undealt with discouragement, undealt with trouble, undealt with soul issues. Here it is. If we don't deal with discouragement when it's planted in our soul and mind, it will produce sin. It will. Uh, Discouragement has a sinful result if it's not dealt with. I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. I've been there. The issues, here we go. I'm going to read some of my notes. The issues we ignore in our soul will eventually manifest through our mouth. Yes, Lord, it sure is quiet in here, even though there's only a few people, and I can't really tell if there's any noise at your home or as you're looking at this on your phone, but it sure is quiet. It sure is quiet. The issues we ignore in our soul, we ignore in, in, in our soul. Soul health matters will eventually manifest through our mouth. All right? How many, how many times, I mean, I, I, wanted, I should do a survey and just say, okay, Christians, um, uh, what are the main things you apologize for? Something you've said. <laughs> That's going to be 90 plus percent of our sin is what comes out of our mouth. Come on, somebody. Right? From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, or let's just say it this way, from the abundance of the issues in our, our, our heart that are undealt with, it spews out of our mouth. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Discouragement, here it is. When it is um, felt, it is not sin. Could be like a spiritual attack or just, you know what I'm saying? That nobody... No, we're, we're, we ought not to condemn people when they're having a moment of how they, like, you know, that, that's not, but once it springs out of our mouth in bitterness, we have crossed over into sin. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue, and by our words, words, we are justified. By our words, we are condemned. Okay, by our words we're justified, by our words we're condemned. Here it is, 
undealt with discouragement will cause us to loathe the very word that sustains us and gives us life. They were so discouraged, came out of their mouth, and they said, we despise this bread that God is giving us. They despised the, the nourishment from heaven. The man, they despised it. Discouragement got a hold of them. And inside their soul, they started to turn from, from, from spiritual authority and God himself. I'm here to tell you right now, soul health matters. All right, once again, guys, um, soul health matters. Um, and we gotta, we gotta allow God to search our heart and, uh, and, and repent. Repentance ought not to be that one thing you did when you first got saved. This is, this isn't, this is, we, we want to turn to God. I mean, and, and this ought to be a light. This is, this is, this is beautiful. Um, repentance is, is a grace. Um, the Bible says that God grants it. It's, it's a gift. Repentance is a gift to that we can turn to God again. And, and, and this is the hope of the gospel that we can turn to God again. <laughs> I mean, you can do it again. You can do it tomorrow. You can do it the day after that. You can do it next week. You can do it right now. Uh, and whatever it is God's dealing with, you can turn to God. Draw, he said, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. I mean, drawing out of God is, is a form of repentance. Coming to God is, I am turning toward God. That's what it is. And here's my next point. Your words matter. Um, your words matter. They matter. Numbers chapter 21, verse 6. As a result of their words, so the Lord sent fiery serpents. Uh-oh, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Now, now, now you got serpents. Serpents represent demonic activity. You know, he's given us authority over all the power of the enemy. You know, we shall tread upon serpents and scorpions. The devil is under our feet. He was a, you know, he's a serpent. You know, he's cunning, crafty, scheming. You know, the Bible says be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. You know, and, and here the Lord sent in his sovereignty, uh, he allowed this to happen he, because of their sin uh, and, and because of their mouth, it opened the door to this. The wages of sin is death. And this is what's taking place here. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people um, and they bit the people, um, bit the people. And many of the people of Israel died. Why? Sin. Sin, it's, this is simple. Sin produces death, period. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, but we got, we got, this is why our words matter. This is why our words matter. Demonic activity. Here it is. This is heavy. I hope you can take this. I hope you can receive this. But this is in the word. This is word here. Demonic activity is released when bitterness comes out of our mouth. Death, death, death is in the power of your tongue. So, so when we sin with our tongue, our mouth, what's going on in our soul, it, it, it creates demonic environments. It releases things, right? I mean, when people gossip about people to hurt people, they're releasing demonic activity. Gossip is evil. The Bible says, New Covenant, New Testament, in the church, 
that we are to mark those that cause division. Why? Because it's demonic. You know, the Bible uh, talks about how, you know, we are to love everybody and, and we, we are a church. I mean, I, want all, I, don't, I don't, if you're walking in sin and dealing with sin, we as a community want to reach, we want sinners in our church. But it's interesting, there's a line in the sand when it comes to somebody in the local church um, causing division. The Bible says, Marco. You know, I don't mean mark like physically. It's just you identify that person. You, 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 because you don't, we don't play with that. We don't play with that. Be, why? Because it's demonic. It is demonic. I mean, I've been, I've been, I'll be honest, my Christian life, man, has been a, been a fight. I've been fighting through stuff. My, you know, especially my early years of walking with God, I was soul stuff. I, I mean, I was fighting through stuff, coming to church, still dealing with addictions and stuff like that. But there's one thing I did not mess with. I am not trying to cause division nowhere. I, you know, like we, we, God does not play when we speak words against people to harm or hurt, gossip, and cause division. God does not play with that. And it, the Bible says that, you know, um, if we don't forgive, you know, you know, and, and, and when Jesus walked the earth, he shared that, you know, those that harbor unforgiveness and bitterness, um, that, that if you don't forgive others, you open the door to tormentors, demonic activity, the wages of sin is death. Here we go. Verse seven. Therefore, the people came to Moses. Here we go. Now they're going about to get it right. All right, we're gonna get it right. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna get out of this and said, we, here it is, repentance. We have sinned. Soul health matters. How do you get out of soul ill? Repentance, turn to God. I've sinned. God, forgive me for my mouth. God, help me. God, heal me in here so my mouth speaks life. This can't be salt water and fresh water coming out of the same spring. The same tongue can't be both bitter and, 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 and fresh water. This thing's got to be cleaned out. We want to we wanna be a spring of life. We want, the Bible says, the tongue of the righteous is a spring of life. It is a well of life. Out of our belly should flow rivers of living water. How's it going to flow through us? It's going to be our word and our mouth, right? We have sinned. And, and they were specific. We've spoken against the Lord and against you, right? Uh, uh, pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents, right, from us. So Moses prayed for the people. I love this, I love this, I love this. Spiritual leader, they was just talking mess about him. You know, like they were gossiping, speaking all kinds of death, bringing serpents, demons up into the community, in a sense. Um, and, and Moses still prayed for him. Wow. Like Moses is the man. I'm going to give Moses a high five when I get to heaven just for that. I'll be like, dude, that's amazing. Like all that mess and you, they came to you. They did repent and he prayed. Bible says Moses prayed, prayed for the people that were trying to tear a brother down. And, and, and so we must repent from acting on our discouragement. Amen. We must repent for acting on it, for giving voice to it in bitterness and speaking against others. We must repent to God and man for the words we've said in bitterness, offense, selfishness, and rebellion. We must repent, right? 
And so here is my last point, church. Walking with people through their struggle matters. That's what Moses did. Uh, that's what he did. He prayed for them and the brother got a strategy. Right. He got some wisdom. But this is a beautiful, the result of this process is a beautiful picture of the local church. Beautiful picture of people in a community struggling with discouragement and repenting, turning to God, and spiritual leadership and leadership, going to God about it, getting a strategy for it, and, and walking together through it. Right? He didn't say, God, kill them. He didn't say, God, get rid of them. Right? Verse eight, then the Lord said to Moses, God gave Moses a plan, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole and it shall be that everyone who is bitten when he looks at it shall live. Serpent in scripture is a cursed thing from Genesis, from the garden. Cursed the serpent. The devil is cursed. And so what Moses did is he took the thing that was cursed and he held it up. And they said, when you look at the cursed thing, the thing cursing you is gonna have to go. And the Bible says that just as the serpent was lifted up, that the son of God would be lifted up on that cross and he became a curse for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so when we look at Jesus, in the midst of our discouragement, that he will empower us to live. He will deliver us from the demonic activity, from the act of sin, and from the vexation of the discouragement. He is a healer. Verse nine, so Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked, when he looked, looking, gazing unto Jesus, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Christ is always the remedy. In looking unto him is always the answer to our issues. All right, so I wanted to pray for everybody out there. I believe this is just a, this is a, I believe this is a word from God for us, this Hopeland Church. Um, uh, just to uh, really focus on what matters. And, and um, I just wanted to pray for your soul health uh, right now. I just want to pray for everybody, uh, for you to um, really walk in this. This isn't, a, a, this isn't um, an overnight perfection here. This is a journey, uh, but we can live healthy in God. We can be healthy people, healthy in our emotions, healthy in our mind, healthy in our outlook toward people, healthy in our outlook toward people that don't think and act like us, healthy in our outlook toward those that are outside of God, those that are in the church. Like we, we healthy people um, are powerful people in, in, in God. And so I just wanted to pray for you. And then I wanted to also pray for those that have yet to um, confess Jesus as Lord of their life. But first I wanna pray for us as a church community. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for... Um, Everybody in our church community, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, that you heal, that you that you heal, Lord, that you move in us, God, that, Father God, that we, Lord, would walk in divine health and 
in every aspect of our insides. I pray, Lord, that you would work in your body, work in your people, God, mightily work in them what is well-pleasing, pleasing in your sight, oh God. And Lord, if there's any bitterness in us, God, any offense in us, any discouragement that has taken root in us, Lord, I pray by the Spirit of God and the Word of God, I pray, Lord, that you lay the ax to the root of anything that has rooted itself in the soil of our heart that is not clean and pure and holy and righteous. We pray, God, you uproot it. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus that the soil of our heart, God, is, is cleansed and purified and watered. And I pray for the, the word, the, the seed of the word to be planted, a fresh seed in, in, the, in the hearts of your people, God. And, and Lord, I pray that this would flow out into our words. Lord, that we would speak words of life, that we would speak words of blessing, that our heart and our mouth would literally be a river of life flowing in to our community and those around us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. My prayer is that you will change your world as a result of what you listen to today. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings and remember to follow us on social media. Peace.